The impudence, the audacity, the unmitigated gall of those knuckleheads of liberty podcasters daring to voice opinions outside the mainstream of accepted thought. Listen, if you dare, it's angry, it's funny, it's even sometimes sad, but it's always based on freedom and justice, as you will see. Here's our host, Jason McPhee. Welcome to the Knuckleheads of Liberty. We are coming at you on April 6th, 2022. Uh, somehow still surviving uh, in the heat of a, right in the middle of a Biden presidency. I, I can't even believe we're, we're made it past quarter of the way through. But anyways, before we get into the topic, let me introduce you to our panel. In our upper left-hand corner, we have Leon Rathwaite, last word in Liberty. He is a retired engineer in the state of California. In my upper right-hand corner, we have our screaming eagle of freedom, Tim Everett. He is a pilot in the state of California. My name is Jason McPhee, and I'll be your host today. Well, I'm, so this I'm is... seeing if I can hold my hands up like in the logo we have, where I've got my hands <laughs> held up like that. I get yeah. shoulder impingement, and my right ah. one doesn't want to go up that high. So I, we may have to change the whole logo thing. Our, our eagle's just stretching his wings there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then crowing about it too. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the eagle's, eagle's got a broken wing right, right yeah. now. <laughs> you know, well, you know, speaking of uh, what may feel uh, make a lot of drivers feel like they have a broken wing or at least a flat tire is these high gas prices that we've had because of our favorite president, uh, you know, who's I'm sure going to go down in history. Is, uh, I did that, you know, he's probably yeah. have stickers yeah. everywhere, yeah. letting everybody know about all the high prices we're all facing. But uh, um, here in California, uh, once again, Democrats have a novel solution to our high prices. And, uh, you know, they have all these high gas prices that make uh, uh, gas taxes here that make gas prices a little bit higher than everywhere else. Well, our governor has decided to hand out gas cards. So he's uh, decided to borrow from us tomorrow to uh, give us some free gasoline today. <laughs> I guess. And so for, for every driver, he wants to hand them a gas card. Uh, if uh, for each car you have registered, apparently that's a $400 gas card. Uh, for a lot of people, that might be four rides. And boy, if you have to drive anywhere to get that card, <laughs> I'm not sure if it'll be worth it. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's just, uh, you know, yet another kind of crazy idea. You know, they, we have fairly high gas prices because of a lot of things our leaders have done. I mean, if, we, if, if you haven't got complete amnesia, like our current leader, Joe Biden, apparently, um, it was only a few years ago uh, under Trump that gas prices were actually extremely low, uh, you know, especially going into the pandemic. Uh, and we're talking about, you know, uh, between two to three dollar a gallon gas in a lot of places. Now, mm -hmm. boy, I, I tell you, we're, uh, you know, here in Sacramento, uh, the prices are, are right around five dollars in a lot of places. So uh, but anyways, what do you guys think about this? Uh, you know, another crazy solution of our. Uh, of our uh, favorite, uh, very recallable governor, I guess, uh, Gavin Newsom. <laughs> <laughs> very recallable. Oh, go ahead, Leon. Uh, you know, just, just the other day, you talk about $5 in, in the Sacramento area, Jason. Just the other day, my wife and I were, um, were returning um, from somewhere. I don't remember where, but um, we stopped at a, at a gas station. It was six seventy nine. a gallon we paid. But we needed the gasoline because we um we were quite low. But you know, 
these people always have a solution to take us to utopia. I don't know why Gavin Newsom is not ha happy right now, why he's not out there jumping around and dancing and dancing on his head about the high gas prices. Isn't this what they want? Don't they want to lower demand for gasoline so they could take us to this renewable climate change utopia? If they want that, here's the opportunity. They should love it. They should be saying this is the greatest thing that have happened to us. Climate change. We're going to stop this climate change and we're going to fix all these things. We're going to ban fossil fuels or we're going to make fossil fuels too expensive for people to use. And we're going to have this new utopia. Why are they not happy? But the hypocrites on the left, like Gavin Newsom, they can't stand their own utopia. They can't take it. So now they're going to bribe us. You know, this is an election year for the governorship. So they're going to bribe us. He's going to come out and tell us, oh, we're going to save you. We're going to save you. We're going to give you a $400 rebate. And we're going to say, oh, this is because Gavin Newsom is such a wonderful guy. This is the same Gavin Newsom who's been telling us all this thing about climate change and about banning fossil fuels by 2035. What madness is this? If, if they think it's such a problem, well, suspend the gas tax. Why don't you do that? That's going to be easy. That's an easy thing to do. Just suspend the gas tax and people are going to save a little bit of money on the, on the price of gasoline. But don't talk out of both sides of your mouth, please. Yeah, yeah, I, I go for that. That's the best solution. Then it, it's all on the uh, market, the market in oil. And um, and then he could then he's got even more ammo to uh, talk about his whole um, thing about making uh, electric cars cheaper than gas cars because look yeah. at what happened to the market uh, left to it you know we, we're not we even took away our taxes that were contributing to the high price of fuel and now now look it's still high and you can't blame us now but uh we took it in the shorts for you guys we took one for the team uh, that's a great idea land why don't they talk about it you know, we yeah. took one for the team and now it's still not enough because look at those evil greedy oil companies trying right. to stick it to you we have the solution for you yes. buy an electric car you, you, right. you know but i always wonder in the little utopian world mm. of buying these uh this massive amount of electric cars okay fine they want to do that let's do that but how is all that electricity is going to be made though i really wonder they think wind and solar yeah. is going to make that electricity to power these cars is that what they're thinking how is electricity going to be made Nobody well, seems it, to be thinking about that one. At least I don't hear any discussion about it. Yeah. What well, it's funny too, because uh, you know, one of the crazy little I guess I don't know if you call it secrets or not, but I mean, you know, when they when they push for all of these renewables, a lot of times states like California are actually importing the renewables, right? You know, so yes. there's renewable might be generated in another state and they're getting credit for buying that renewable which yes. means that that renewable isn't being used technically in that state. Now, all the electrons are really stay where they're at, right? But, I mean, the point is, as far as the bookkeeping goes, it's California has, has taken those renewables from somewhere else. At the same time, we're shutting down nuclear power plants, too, which if you really want to address climate change, I can't think of a more, especially for first world countries, uh, an easier way to go about it than uh, nuclear power because it's baseload and you don't have to worry about... Uh, you know, they it being on and off at the uh, 
you know, whether or not there's clouds around or not. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there's there's Leon's answer to where's the where are you going to get the electricity to charge all these uh, these cars? It's cheap electricity. Well, it's right there, nuclear. But no, they can't do that. Yes. It's it's the same old thing. They they could could never entertain the the thought of more free giving more freedom to people um, instead of getting giving them less freedom, which is their their uh, default way they go they think that let's take away freedom they can't think about giving more freedom to stem gun violence from from the drug war the drug trade yeah they could never entertain well what what ways can we uh, re reduce um some of the um uh the laws here regarding uh you know drug drug use and and how can we address that and how can we go you know you know, really attack the problem of, of people using drugs instead of incarcerating them. You know, maybe there's another way. This ain't working. <laughs> I guarantee you, we all know, you know, this whole incarcerate everybody that, that deals with drugs and, you know, no matter what they are, buyer, seller, user, or provider, it, you know, the, it's not working. And so, you know, come, come up with some, some novel solutions, you know, and think about it. Maybe that would actually include more freedom for people you know, to make decisions on their own instead of instead of less. And the thing about nuclear, it gives you more freedom. They can't entertain that because you now you've got more more opportunities uh, and and more uh, choices instead of pigeonholing you into uh, solar or wind or, you know, these other things that just aren't that viable uh, compared to the alternatives. Well, you know, one of the things, too, with uh, nuclear, before I jump on to the next subject, but, uh, you know, even uh, Barack Obama's uh, Secretary of Energy, Stephen Chu, was a proponent that nuclear had to be part of the solution to bridging the gap to, uh, you know, renewables. Uh, just, you know, because if you truly are taking this problem seriously of, of climate change and and essentially you, you hear uh, you know, chicken littles like AOC running around and claiming the sky is falling on this issue. Well, if, if you're literally saying it's an existential threat, whatever uh, problems that nuclear offers, uh, it's not the existential threat that they're claiming climate change. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's just absolutely silly. And if you don't look at it, you won't get the better nuclear solutions that might be there in the future either. But, you know, get, getting back to this whole thing of uh, prices and gasoline, you know, this always brings us to the danger that of uh, uh, lefties always wanting to nationalize and hit price controls. Maybe I could get the image up for this one, too. Uh, recently on the Hill, they had a discussion with uh, Bernie Sanders, former uh, secretary of his campaign, I guess, I, I assume his, for presidency. Press, press secretary. Oh, his press secretary. Okay, that's it. And, uh, you know, and of course, she's sort of beating the drum for nationalizing the oil industry because, of course, when the prices go up, it's all about greed for the left. And so they assume that this is all about greed for the oil companies. And, uh, you know, it's all Putin's fault or it's greedy oil companies. It has nothing to do with their policies, one iota and shutting down pipelines or, or, you know, holding up permits or anything else. It's just all about somebody else's greed. And boy, they could, if they could just get their hands on all of it as the government, they could sort it out for us. What do you guys think about that? Well, no, you see what these people look what these people looking Tim, did you want to go? I started to say what I thought 
but I don't know if it's going to be as good as you what you think, Leon. But I'll give it a shot. The uh, I'm going to say it that the the left, these uh, progressives, these liberals, these dem- Democrats, you know, judging especially from what friends of mine say on Facebook, you're all a bunch of economic morons. Okay, you know nothing about e- economics. And you shouldn't say you shouldn't have opinions about things of which you know absolutely nothing, judging from what you say already. Then about you name it, it doesn't matter what it is. But I mean, this is the stupidest idea, like all stupid ideas coming from the left. Um, you know that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I'm not even going to tr- argue it. It's it doesn't merit an argument it's that well, stupid it's tim you know you know you said they they can't understand anything economic what do you expect out of people that can't even get the the very tangible idea of a man and a woman they can't t- put, oh, you know no. sort those things out you want them to get That's the right. abstract ideas of economics yeah exactly <laughs> well the, the right, next, go ahead the next, supreme, the next supreme court justice gave us the answer you know she she couldn't define a woman because she's not a biologist <laughs> so we couldn't possibly, we can possibly know anything about economics. The, the, the left can say this. We are not an economist, so we don't have to know these things. We could just spout our ridiculous ideas. We, 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 we don't have to correct them. We are not economists. So it's, yeah. it's all there. But and what I don't else know what a say? taco. Tim, are you finished? I don't know what a taco is because I'm not Mexican. You know, these people think, these people think that nationalizing the oil companies is going to fix something. I don't know what they think is going to fix, okay? Because all we have to do is look at Venezuela. You know, Venezuela was a striving, very halfway decent developing country at one time. I told you this before, Venezuela is just next door to Trinidad. Okay, on a clear day, if you're in South Trinidad, you can see the mountains in Venezuela. It was a striving country, doing pretty good, you know. But then they were, it wasn't perfect, of course. But then Chavez came into power. And he fixed everything. <laughs> Hugo Chavez came into power and he fixed everything. He nationalized this, he nationalized that, and he nationalized the other. The banks. The oil companies, well, most the oil company, most of it was already nationalized, but he completed the job and he do a whole bunch of stuff. Now look at Venezuela today. And all these fixed. idiots. <laughs> what was that? It's all fixed now. It's all fixed now. Yes. <laughs> and these idiots on the left think we could do it right. You see what happened in Venezuela. Well, they didn't just did not have the right person doing it. But they now have the solution. We just have to get the right person in place and they can do it. They can That's Joe Biden, everything. right? <laughs> He's the right guy. <laughs> they could nationalize everything and they will take us to that utopia where they where they want to take us. What nonsense. God help us. Well, fortunately, I think this is just some kind of election era baloney because plenty of people on the left that w- would uh, think that's just a great idea, you know, because I'm telling you, they're economic morons, imbeciles. They shouldn't, yeah. You know. but, but, anyway. but, Tim, you know, I don't know if this is just an election thing. And you know, some of these people on the left really believe this nonsense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. 
I, I'm just saying that not enough to actually implement that. I mean, I, I, you would have, yeah, they, you're right. I mean, God help us if they did, but I mean, you know, I, I cannot imagine any Congress, even one that was predominantly Democrat doing something that stupid. Well, speaking of bad things happen in Democrat-run areas, uh, here in Sacramento, we just had a mass shooting uh, just steps from the Capitol, uh, literally about a block or two, uh, actually from an area that uh, uh, me and Leon used to eat lunch pretty close to that area. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but but anyways, uh, maybe I can get the image up here. Uh, so uh, about six people were killed the other night. Uh, apparently, some uh, uh, guy who had been a felon, maybe some gang connection. Uh, there was, uh, uh, I guess, there was an altercation, and uh, boy, they shot a hundred over a hundred rounds into a crowd of people leaving bars and nightclubs uh, in the middle of the you know early morning on Sunday morning, I think, and. Uh, six people dead, another 12 injured. Um, but of course, uh, the answer to all of this in a blue state and in a uh, blue president's mind is, uh, boy, if they just had more control over your lives, they could solve all this stuff. So uh, gun control, that's, uh, you know, uh, what comes out of uh, Biden's mouth. So uh, what, what do you guys think about this? Uh, you know, just another call for, for gun control, it seems. We should stop calling these things gun control laws, okay? You should stop calling them that. These are just freedom for criminal laws. That's all it is, okay? Because when you have gun control, the average American citizen, the the the, the average law-abiding American citizen, apparently lost them, will always will always obey the law. They'll if you have to give up their guns or they can't purchase guns, they will obey the law. But the criminal never will. So they're not. These people in their little utopian head will, oh, the poor criminals, oh, he's going to come, oh, here's a gun. Uh, I, I'm going to give up. I'm going to stop my life of crime. This is nonsense. This is nonsense. So, okay, what happened in, in, in Sacramento, obviously, was a tragedy. There's no doubt about it. Okay, six people are dead. Twelve people were injured. Um, there may be more, I, I, I guess. I, I don't know. It was a tragedy without, without a doubt. But gun control is not the answer. It's not the answer. Taking away people's freedom is never the answer. Okay? It is never the answer. The only time you could take away people's freedom is when they're going to put them in jail for committing the kind of atrocious act that they committed there early Sunday morning. Those sort of things, yes, you could put people in jail for. But when you take away people's freedoms, it never solves any problems. Yeah. And they can't look at the alternatives to the, you know, the, this turns out, oh, oh, guess what? Oh, and I, I knew it right away. Two o'clock in the morning, outside of a bar, a fight pre preceded it. And so all my, oh, this is gang stuff. This is just a typical, you know, shootout between, you know, rival gangs that involved in the drug trade and probably about turf involved or something similar or you know whatever the gang baloney they they do, and it reminds me of advice from uh, people that are in the uh, gun uh, <clears throat> concealed carry um, instruction world. Their their advice is don't do stupid things with stupid people in stupid places at stupid times, and that's what was going on here. Two o'clock in the morning, bars closed. You you know you're out you're out and about getting in fights and shooting up people um that's 
that's where you shouldn't be um, if you want to be safe. So, um, you know, uh, all these liberals worry about, oh, my God, what, what, what about me? I might get involved in something like that. You know, I mean, you know, although it has, has been quite a long time since I ever stayed at a bar until closing time in downtown with a bunch of rowdy friends, you know, uh, predominantly um, of, of the age that would be involved in the drug trade. Okay. You know, it's been a long time, but, you know, I'm worried, you know, so I'm going to make Tim and Leon and Jason uh, have to limit their, um, the number of rounds they can put in their um, Glock 19. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure they can't have an AR-15 to protect their home in the middle of the night when people shouldn't be in their home. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make their lives miserable because even though they're, they're not the, the guilty party here, but, but heaven, uh, don't, don't ever entertain a thought about decriminalizing um, any kind of drugs or, or drug uh, use and, and get, get it, uh, uh, you know, I mean, how many times do, you, do the um, um, Maker's Mark gang go up against the Jack Daniels gang and have a shootout in fr front of a, a bar at 2 a.m.? How, how many times do you hear about that? Not None, since prohibition. You got you got me there, except for 1930. Yeah. Um, yeah, you heard about it a lot then, actually. And, and um, the murder rate skyrocketed during that time of prohibition. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. We have historical proceedings. Oh, really? Oh, why, why don't we look at that? Oh, I mean, I mean, after all. But no, no. Tim and Leon and Jason's guns are to, are to blame here, and we're going to punish them, even though they did nothing. We are, because we're brilliant, we, we know what to do, we, because we know better than you what you need, because we are on the left, and we are progressive. We are for progress. No, you are for going backwards, you idiot. Well, Tim, you know what, what gets me, too, is that there was gun control in effect, and apparently the bad guy ignored it. So, you know, but yeah, you yeah. know, that really, that really oh, has yeah. me triggered. Joe triggered that I want to hand over good guys with guns to you. Right. So you... Here we go. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do good guys with guns. Yes, indeedy. Um, so this one comes uh, today from Philadelphia, March 30th, um, where, uh, let's see, is that the one? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So authorities say a suspected armed robber was shot and killed by a customer at a North Philadelphia corner store Wednesday afternoon. Officers from the Philadelphia Police Department were called to the 1400 block of Master Street around noon, noon, not midnight, I'll remember, noon, for reports of a shooting. A police source told Fox 29's Jennifer Joyce that two young men I always like it when they call these criminals gentlemen. At least they didn't <laughs> call them gentlemen. They're not gentlemen. They're, I can't even say it. Uh, okay. These two young men wearing masks entered the store and approached a, waiting, a man waiting for a food order. One of the robbers hit the man in the head with the gun and a struggle began. The robber handed the gun to his accomplice, at which point, Law enforcement sources said the customer the customer shot the armed robber that had hit him, by the way, twice in the abdomen. The customer, 
He's licensed to carry a firearm. Oh, good thing. I mean, if he wasn't licensed, I mean, yeah, then he wouldn't have a right to defend himself, correct? Is that what you liberals think, you morons? According to police sources, the suspect was taken to Temple University Hospital by responding officers, but later succumbed to his injuries. The second robber, oh, what did he do? Hang around, help his buddy? No, he fled the store after the shooting has not been captured. Law enforcement sources say the customer was released as unlikely to be charged. Let's hope so. The entire incident was captured on store surveillance that has already been turned over to investigators. Editor's note, following the shooting, police initially identified the shooter as the store's owner. Oh, no contraire. Sources, including the owner, tell Fox 29 that was actually a customer who opened fire. Good for him. There you have it. Indeed. Indeed. And here we have good a good guy with a gun, okay? Not at, utopia, at noon, not utopia of gun control. Good, right? At noon, not midnight. Indeed, indeed. Well, it's uh, at least uh, we know there's some uh, good guys out there uh, stopping some of this nonsense too. Uh, but uh, speaking yeah. of nonsense, uh, time for our knucklehead noise patrol. And this time, uh, we, we already mentioned uh, Bernie's press secretary, so. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about Bernie this time. Uh, so let me bring up Jason. Just to be clear, Jason, it was his former press secretary is what I was trying to say. Okay. Former press secretary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess the bad uh, ideas are contagious. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, uh, we've heard a similar rant from Bernie in the past, but he said it again. So, uh, we're going to light him up again for it. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, this time, uh, Bernie, I guess was at a Senate panel. And so you know, apparently he gets enraged when any rich person does something that he's not doing with their money. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Bernie was uh, this time was on the warpath against Musk, Branson and Bezos for their outer space adventures. And uh, what, what he said in the Senate panel, he said, anyone who thinks we do not have an oligarchy right here in America is sorely mistaken. Today in America, multi-billionaires like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson are off taking joyrides on their rocket ships to outer space. So, uh, you know, he's very upset that they're going to outer space and he isn't apparently. <laughs> uh, you think his ideas come from outer space. But, but aside from that, then he later tweeted, he said, to my mind, if you're worth $180 billion, if you've got mansions and a super yacht, if your hobby is trying to go to the moon or Mars or wherever, uh, you're doing pretty well for yourself. No, Mr. Bezos, you don't need $10 billion in corporate welfare to subsidize your space travel. So there you go. <laughs> what do you guys think about uh, Bernie's out of this world rant? No, if if Bernie was really, if, if I mean, they were looking, if the billionaires he's talking about were really looking for kind of subsidy to government subsidies to, to go into space, um, whatever. You know, any kind of subsidy, you know, any kind of corporate wealthy, as you call it, I would probably have to agree with him. But Bernie has this thing about if you're richer than me, I have a problem kind of mentality because Bernie is is a millionaire. He's a multimillionaire. I think he have about four homes all over the place, whatever, and that kind of stuff. But anytime you hear about these these billionaires come before him or there's some legislation involved in billionaires, he's always talking about all oh, these evil billionaires who are trying to rip off the government and rip off the, the, the taxpayers and blah, 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 and everything and stuff. 
It's like, like you have some kind of wealth envy or something like that that you just can't get away from. This man is crazy with his socialist ideas. But please, please, sooner or later, he's going to get out of Congress and hopefully his ideas will die with him. God rest his soul whenever it happens. Yeah, he's got, uh, last I checked here, back in 2019, he had three homes. Lakeside Holiday Home, the Burlington Colonial Home, and the Washington, <laughs> D.C. Row House for... Um, Bought in uh, 1890, or built in 1890, cost him 489,000, and it is appreciated to 562 in 2019. <laughs> and so, um, I'm, I propose that Bernie Sanders does not need three houses, and that he should immediately divest of of his houses, at least two of them, and take the money and give it to charity. <laughs> That's what I think. Three well, homes is exactly give it to the, the right amount of homes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you have four homes, I'm very concerned. <laughs> yeah. But three homes is just the right amount of homes. Did you know he has more homes than Elon Musk has? Elon Musk actually only has one home right now, and it is a oh. tiny home. But anyways, go ahead, Leon. Oh. Sorry I cut you yeah, off. Yeah, because, <laughs> because okay. well, let, me, let me just say that, and, and all these lefties do the same thing. They all drop, fall into the same thing. Um, and, um, and of course, uh, you know, Jeff, just Bezos, I don't know what he has, but I like to use him for an example, but if Elon Musk is the example, then, I mean, his, his wealth is tied up in his uh, company and, uh, and Jeff Bezos is the best example because he owns a bunch of Amazon, um, facilities of which uh, many of them are, are just a bunch of, uh, his warehouses and, and, uh, uh, conveyor belts and, and methods of moving things uh, from point A to point B, goods and of the goods, he's, he's got uh, size extra, extra, extra large ladies underwear. And that, that is part of his wealth. I mean, that, that's part of it is, you know, and, you know, the extra, extra, extra large brawn panty sets that he sells uh, in, in his, uh, through his Amazon warehouse. I mean, he's got to have everybody's size, right? So he's got little little girl toys, and and you know that's his wealth. Okay, it's not a bunch of Ferraris in these uh, chateaus in France, you know, on on uh, Lake. Um, oh, wait a minute, that's that's Italy. Um, I was about to say um, or on the French Riviera in in Monaco. You know, it's, he's not driving Ferraris around. It's it's his um, his wealth is tied up in a bunch of crap. That nobody would want, except that it's it's wealth because people are buying it. You know, of I mean, course. no, no, yeah. And he doesn't want that. He doesn't want the ladies' underwear. He just, you know, he wants to make the money, and he kept it in the in the business. He hasn't pulled it out. And of course, this this latest faux law they want to pass, where they want to tax un uh, what what's the word um, unearned income, uh, unearned income, but it's it's something else. Um, Anyway, it's it basically income you don't have on, you haven't pulled I think it's out. unrealized gains you're talking about. Unreal, that's it. Unrealized gains. That means it's not been realized. That means you haven't put it into cash. And it's all in the figment of people's imagination about what they expect in the future. Yes. Okay, it's his share price. It's, it's this, that, or the other thing. But it's, it's not anything... <clears throat> that you can put your finger on until in the future when he pulls it out, if he ever does. I mean, so 
you know, you, these are these are some of the lunacy that that people fall for. So a guy buys a, a, a company or builds a company up and it, it increases in price a billion dollars one year. Well, next year it could decrease in price two billion dollars. You know, the right. way the market is, you never know. Yes. As a, so now he's got to pay tax on, on the billion dollars. But next year when he lost two billion, is the government going to give him a refund? No, that's the short answer. No. And um, so so these are the kinds of idiocy that they throw out there. And I think it's just to pander to their equally stupid voters that vote for these people that they remember those economic imbeciles I talked about before. They're the only ones that would that would fall for this kind of nonsense. I and mean, it's just no other no other country in in the world at least no other first world country in the world does that to their to their wealth producers it's it's lunacy it's, it's idiocy and so nobody does it so but it doesn't prevent them from you know election year pandering to to their base doesn't doesn't prevent them from putting it out there but anyway there we are we're already over time. Tim, I've got to pull the Bernie card on you. Uh, we've gone over time. You've had way too much time. <laughs> I'm going to have to tax you and take away <laughs> some of your time. I'm going to have to shut you guys down. So we're we're out of here. Uh, catch us at the next show. Until then, stay today. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness always and forever. Thank you for listening to the Knuckleheads of Liberty podcast. Find us on Facebook, Rumble, YouTube, your favorite podcast network, and at knuckleheadsofliberty.com.